This podcast is a production of Phoenix Media. Explore more episodes of this show and other great shows on the Phoenix Media Podcast Network by visiting phoenixmedia.us. The views expressed do not necessarily represent those of the company or its advertisers and may contain language that's unsuitable for younger listeners. Welcome to the Dogish Podcast, the only podcast dedicated to dog parents and the topics, events, and personalities impacting their lives. My name is Sylvia West. I'm a certified professional dog trainer, pet expert, and dog mom at Dog Up in This Bitch. With me, as always, is my co-host, Jason Arias, co-founder of Forever USA, a photography experience. Jason, how are you doing today? You got beat up a little bit. It's okay. I don't mind. That's what punching bags are tough. <laughs> are you the drama you might be the drama um now jason found us this incredible guest i'm amped we are about to interview like this is this is my jam he says it's his jam but he didn't do his homework you're gonna hear all about it (laughs) but today we talk of uh we talked to michelle and claudia who own pet evac which is a pet evac pack which is a emergency preparedness kit for your pets they are a woman and veteran owned business we had a great time interviewing with them and hearing some firsthand uh, experience from one of their our guests who has been evacuated multiple times so good information let's get in there i can't wait let's do it well, now that we've established that we're all on the West Coast and three out of four people love living in Reno on this podcast. Absolutely. absolutely. <laughs> wow. <laughs> See that? Um, I would just also like to point out that Jason did not do his homework this morning and did not know that our guests were actually his neighbors. <laughs> I'd like to keep it genuine. Oh my goodness. Well, thank now you so we, much for coming. Meet. Now we can meet. Hello. Um, yeah, see? Um, welcome, ladies. Thank you so much for coming on with us today to chat with everyone. These ladies do Are you something pull very it together, exciting. Sylvia? I'm going to pull it together. <laughs> I'm excited. I'm Jason's, like actually, Jason's just being mean because he didn't do his homework. It's true. fine. So I'm I'm like really excited about this. I, in, in my family in particular, uh, between Christy and I, like I'm the I'm like the borderline, the prepper mentality. Like, what can we do? Like forward thinking catastrophe. And, and she's like, my wife is living the moment and everything's happy and we're all going to be great. And I'm on the other side. Like, what do we need to stash away so that when everything goes to absolute crap, we're going to be a okay. So when I found you guys just randomly browsing on Instagram, I was like, I need to reach out and learn more about this. We appreciate it. So tell us a little bit more about pet evac, like kind of maybe what started it or what inspired it, what drives you, keeps you going, all that stuff. Claudia, you want to run that run with that one? Sure. (laughs) Um, But it's really your story, Michelle. Um, Michelle and I've known each other through uh, work for our, our other job our old jobs for about 15 years, I think. Then what is that? What's the other job? Um, We we work for a manufacturing company here in Reno. So um, that's how we met and that's how we became friends. And then we both have therapy dogs. 
and we visit a facility, an inpatient uh, mental health facility uh, for kids. And we would wander around the halls and we always, in between visiting the units, we chat. And one time there, Hurricane Harvey, when Hurricane Harvey hit the Texas coast and Michelle wanted to go down and take a bunch of uh, donations down. So she spent a lot of time gathering donations from the local community here in Reno. And they gathered enough to fill up an entire U-Haul and they drove down to Houston. How long was it? Uh, it was 2000 miles. So it took us uh, two and a half days. And uh, she, and we called she called it Marshall's mission. Um, Which is my dog's name. <laughs> oh, go Marshall. Yeah. <laughs> and so they donated all of the supplies down there. Oh, we, hello, the little baby, <laughs> the babies. Um, but uh, yeah, they, uh, they delivered everything down in Texas and actually she brought back four dogs, uh, pulled them out of shelters and found them homes back here uh, in Reno. And from there, we kind of got to talking. She was telling me about the experience one night when we were walking around the halls of the facility and we were questioning why, why did people have to leave their animals behind and what would, what could we do? You know, there's gotta be something that you could do so that people would be better prepared. And that's where this idea was born. It was born out of the passion that we have for our pets and just how awful it is to see any of them suffer and see the owners suffer. Uh, we did a lot of volunteer work uh, helping uh, get donations again and driving them over for the campfire in California when that happened a few years ago. And to see the owners lined up at the shelter hoping that they had their dog or cat was was just heartbreaking. So anything that we can do that can help owner, pet owners be better prepared, that's what we want to do. Yeah, that was, um, and we're all here on the the West Coast. That was a big thing on the West Coast with the Paradise Fire, and and, and we're um, even closer. Fire. Like we're and we're actually dealing with it again right now they with are. the Tamarack Fire. So I would imagine yes. you guys are going to start seeing an uptick in that. Um, it's it's interesting. And, and I went through a lot of this thought process too, even um, as we entered into the whole COVID thing, you know, over the last couple of years, like if we can't go grocery shopping, you know, how are we going to feed the dogs and, and just basic, basic things like that. And so kind of learning more about what you guys do and helping people being able to like, would you guys consider your guy, like the, the bags? Like, I, is that one of the bags behind you there, Michelle? Yeah. Yep, it is. Is that like a yeah. bug out bag for dogs? It's a bug out bag for for a pet. We do them yeah. for dogs and cats both. And what are what oh, wow. are in, what are in those bags? So so I'll let Claudia talk about what comes in the bags because she's our operations manager and she does all the the order fulfillment and all of that stuff and she she's our spokesperson for what comes in the bag. <laughs> so basically, what you're saying is Claudia does all the shopping. <laughs> just tell me well, more I about it. She manages the supply chain and and marketing and all of that no, stuff. So. Shopping. So she'll call me and she's so excited about finding a new vendor or a new product. And so yeah, no, she does all the shopping and I have to be the uh, spouse, the work spouse at home going oh my god what is she <laughs> no we don't need an extra reflection vest for their paws no no we don't we don't need toenail polish while you're in the shelter yeah. but uh do you, you know, though i was like needs and wants those are two different things right needs and wants right. needs and wants right so uh what comes in all of our bags the most important item that we put in our bag is fresh water. So there are 12 little pouches of fresh water and it comes in every kit, no matter the size uh, of the animal. Michelle's holding up uh, 
one of the little pouches and it's fresh water. It's human water, dog water, whatever water it's, it's good for five years. It's a five-year shelf life. And that is the most important thing you can have because you can survive without food, but you can't survive without water. Your animal is going to shut down after 72 hours. Is it 72 hours without water? 72 hours, right? And so that's why that's the very first and foremost, most important thing that we have in our packs. Uh, Then they also come with uh, five-year shelf life uh, kibble, the little vacuum sealed pouches of kibble. And one of those pouches, depending upon the size of the dog for a little dog, um, I'm guessing, you know, your yours is a little dog. Yeah. Yeah. So he's like 12 pounds, 12 pounds. One of those pouches would, would probably feed him, her, 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 him, him for three days. So, and then a big dog. um, They're eight ounces of food. So yeah. And and the big dog will get like three pouches of the food. And again, it's a five-year shelf life food. So it's something that you can just think about and forget about. It's like insurance sitting in your closet. You don't have to, you don't have to think about it. And, uh, oh, wait, it's six months from now. I've got to change out the food because, you know, once you open up a bag of food, it's only good for six months. Mm -hmm. Then we also have a first aid kit and the first aid kit is very pet centric. It, it, it doesn't have an ace bandage in it like some of the kits we've seen because have you ever tried to put an ace bandage on your dog yeah I've i have actually <laughs> so we have vet tape so the mm-hmm. the what the vet actually uses to wrap uh, a wound or something so we have vet tape in there we have a great product in there called pet vet which is a wound gel a wound and dressing gel it's uh, water-based with an active ingredient of silver and it fights the the all of the really nasty stuff. The, is it like a vetricin? I don't know what vetricin is. It's kind of um, like a neosporin, but for pets. Mm, yes. But it's not a neosporin. It's not. It's not. It's, it's, not better, a than, it's better than a neosporin because it doesn't fill with good cells. Okay. Is it like a thick gel or is it? No, it's a, it's clear, a water-based gel. Clear gel. Oh, water-based. so it's breathable. That's yes. nice. And so yeah, if your animal nice. licks it, if your dog or cat licks it, it's not going to harm them because it's water-based. Yeah. And this stuff is great. It's human, human grade. So I know a lot of groomers that use it. So if you know they get a cat scratch or a dog bite, they'll, my daughter was a groomer and, and she uses it whenever she gets any, any, uh, owies at work from her pets. And it's great. It, you know, it hardly leave, you, that even leaves scars and stuff. It's, this is really good stuff and it's good for the animals. I used it on my little, I have a little 10 pounder and he pulled a toenail out. And I, <sighs> that's the worst. Him and dressed well I, I put some of that on it and then put some sterile gauze and wrapped it with the vet tape and in three days he was fine so wow. it's great stuff so the first aid kit is fully appointed with you know uh, hydrogen peroxide spray it has the pet vet um it has clot it. uh clot it so the styptic powder and then it also has gauze pads and antiseptic wipes tweezers and q-tips so it's just a really really well put together first aid kits that focuses on the pet. Then you also get a slip lead. Uh, slip leads are super important because if, if you, my dogs, unfortunately, I'm a really bad habit of my dogs don't wear collars when they're at home. So if I had to get out really fast and I, I could just take one of those slip leads and I can throw it over their neck and away they go. And I don't have to stop and go look for the collar. It's, it's with my kit. And also because of the way the slip lead is made, the animals can't back out of them. And 
because you know when when animals get scared they have a tendency to back away and i've seen a lot of dogs back out of their collar and they can't back out of these because they're they're kind of you can cinch them down and 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 they're really beneficial and they're great for cats too because again the cat can't back out of them and you know cats are really hard to wrangle uh, very especially if they're panicked yeah, exactly. So that helps with that. Then there's also an LED light that you can clip onto a collar or a leash or your backpack or something. So especially if it's at nighttime and it flashes, there are two collapsible water dishes. So those are great. I always I have at least two in my car. I carry them on my belt whenever um, I'll clip it. It has a little carabiner. I'll clip it to my belt when the dogs and I are, are working uh at one of the f- facilities and I'd have to have something to give them water. So I'm not carrying them. It's just a little flat. They squished down about this big and you get two of those in the kit along with the uh, waterproof pouch. And you can put anything in the waterproof pouch. You can put medication, you can put ID, uh, you can put shop records. And then there's also an ID card. So you can write all your pets information down. There's a first aid brochure that gives basic pet first aid information. There is poopy bags because you never know how important a poopy bag is until you have one. So that's, that's always something that's, that's pretty important. There's a Mylar blanket in there to help if, you know, if they're wet or cold, you can wrap the Mylar blanket around and that keeps the heat in. And then there's a Jackson Cali wipe, which is, that's the brand name is, is Jackson Cali. And it's a uh, anti, it's not antibacterial, it's a hypoallergenic wipe. So it's something that you can wipe if you're, especially if you're uh, you know, stuck in a situation where it's like a flood and there's mud or a fire, there's ash, you can then clean the dog off um, or the cat and everything, I think. And a toy, God, can't forget the toy. So, and then there's an right. appropriate toy in there. For the oh. cats, we also include all of the same things, except we have a collapsible litter box and it's reusable. Oh, wow. So it folds down, it's about this big, but then it opens up and it's a full size litter box. And then wow. there's pounds of litter in there along with a litter scoop and cat, little tiny cat toys, so. Okay, this stuff. is, there's a lot of stuff in there. Okay, we're gonna take a quick break. Um, okay. And I'm going to further unpack this unpacking. (laughs) Well, the good news is, is we're back. Um, (laughs) Yeah, during the break, these ladies were like spilling everything. They're like, we do customs. We have carriers. We have, it was like a, it was like an all inclusive behind the scenes. I was like, what's happening? Um, Okay. So talk to me about these customs. What? Like, is this like for, if you have a pet, that's not a cat or dog, like if I'm like a, do you guys cover anything like that? Or do you mean just more custom for these types of pets? So, so our custom packs are basically for like uh, breeders or boarding facilities or people who have multiple animals. Like, like that, us, you know, three dogs and one cat. Right. So. Yeah. So, so that we, we offer roller bags, larger roller bags. You put a whole case of water in it. You can put, you know, bags of food in it. Um, you can get multiple slip leads and multiple bowls and, and all of that. And we're getting ready to actually launch that um, tomorrow night, our custom feature that we're going to have on our website. Perfect so, timing. Yeah. yeah. I'm going to need one of those. <laughs> yeah. So we can help you build it, design it, um, whatever you guys want to do. Uh, yeah. So that, that's pretty exciting. Very cool. So this is new. 
This is not. Well, we've yet got been it out there, but kind of on a just a back shelf for a while. So behind the scenes, this will be able to. You'll be able to go through on our website and say, "Okay, I'm going to start with a carrier, then I'm going to go to the food, then I'm going to go to the water, and you're just going to build it as you go for what you need for your weights of your pets and what type of pets you have." So wow. Yeah. So if I was okay, because like I'm a dog trainer, uh huh. I do boarding in my house. I always have like an innumerable amount of animals pitter pattering about. And then I also work at a very large facility in Santa Monica where, you know, on our max capacity day, we've got 110 dogs in there. What would something like that look like? Like, do you guys have like fire lines and things like that? Like talk to me a little bit more about how you're kind of aiming towards these. Is this a goal for you to be able to provide these emergency kits for large facilities like ours in the event of an emergency? That's yeah, very cool. absolutely. For businesses and stuff, yeah, that have um, that have like massive amounts of pets and stuff. Um, yeah, we want to get to that point. So right now, it would be more like five to ten pets, something like that. Okay. Um, and you could have multiple roller bags if you wanted, like I said. But we do sell cases of water that can handle usually about five large pets. A case of water. So if you want multiple cases of water, um, it's just a matter of how do we store it? What what does that look like um, as far as how many animals you have, what the weight is? Um, So for a facility like that and pets are coming and going, so you're not always going to know how much you got there. You're just going to have to give it your best guess. So Wow. That's great. It's, I think most people don't think about, I actually just had this conversation with my family over father's day, which is so weird, but they were like, what do you do if there's an emergency? Like what happens if there is a fire? I'm right. like, oh, we have evacuation procedures, you know, um, do you Did guys it include your pets? Did it include your pets? I'll That's- ask you that. For the facility. Sure. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And for okay. us, absolutely. Yeah. But yeah. Does your pack have, like means to help people discover an evacuation plan? Absolutely. So when they, when they actually, I have them right here. Um, when they get their, their pack, when they order their pack, it comes with a packing slip like this and down at the bottom that tells them everything else that they need besides what's in the pack. Wow. Here's what, here's the plan. So, you know, it talks about fill out the ID card um, and then it, add your medications um, and a copy of your shot, your shot records for your pets. Because if you do have to go to a shelter, they're going to need those shot records. Um, so, and then other favorite toys or treats that your pet might want. Um, a muzzle in case they are injured. You know, I, I know a lot of people don't like to muzzle, but I'm telling you, I've had a dog get run over by a car before, and you go out to try to save it, and it bites you because it mm-hmm. hurts. It's in pain. So, you know, it's, it's important to have that kind of stuff. Some people like to have grooming supplies. You know, so if you have a brush, you know, a long-haired dog, maybe you want to put a brush in or something for your dog. Um, and then again, um, phone numbers are super important for local veterinarians, boarding facilities, um, even your local animal shelter, animal control. Because if you get out and you don't have your pets and you haven't made a plan ahead of time, you can call animal control. And they, if they're out in that area, they can go by and try and save your pets. So it's really important all these phone numbers to have have them handy. And so if you write them down, even on the back of this and put it in your pack, you've got them handy. So when I started getting into like the, the, um, the, the mind shift that I had when I started digging into this just for my family and I haven't done a pet evac bag for the, for our dogs yet, but the mind shift for me was that when you're putting these bags together, it's a, it's a modular set it and forget it. This isn't like something that you go to and you use. So for anybody out there, that's like, well, but I have like all sorts of water. And what's the difference between the water that I have is five gallon jugs in my garage already. It's 
Like this it's is dedicated. right. Dedicated. Like, <clears throat> like you're, you're putting stuff in here and it's set to be organized and easy to access in the hopes that you never need to use it. It's not a, okay, I put, I put this pad of paper with all these phone numbers and I'm going to keep going back and forth to it and using it. It's this all stays in there so that I don't have to think when something goes wrong, it's a grab. That's literally the bug out bag. I think in some ways has gotten a, um, an odd tone to it. People think like, it's like, uh, even like the word preppers, right? Like preppers and survivalists. And like, this is just a, I don't have to think I can just grab something and know that 90% of my needs are in my hand without having to wonder did I put that back in there? Did I make sure the water is full? Did I make sure that I've got the meds in there? Like it, you just build it and. Right. Well, and think about, cause like, is that your, your water bottles, that plastic starts to break down mm-hmm. and it's not good. It, and it actually breaks down into really nasty, puts nasty chemicals into that water. So you don't want to take a case of plastic water bottles and put them in a bag and then forget about it for five mm-hmm. years. Cause that's going to go bad. Yeah. yeah. And you're going to be drinking bad water. Yeah, exactly. So these pouches absolutely won't do that. So they are Coast Guard approved by your shelf life on their little foil pouch. They're not going to have any of that stuff that that leaks into into the water. So you're always going to be safe, uh, have safe drinking water because it takes time for when you get into a shelter situation, it takes time for them to get set up. And it's usually two or three days before all the food and water start flowing through. Mm -hmm. So you want to make sure you have enough to cover for you and your pets. I mean, especially if you're in an area where like you do get cut off from supplies being delivered, you know, like I think about the flood, right? If the water's high enough, they can't get in in a fire. Like if the roads are closed, because I remember when we had the big Woolsey fire, some of the freeways were closed. Like you just physically couldn't get to these areas right away. Cause I did a, a lot of donation drives during that time. Um, additionally, like as someone who travels with their pets, like when you're packing a bag for your animals and you have even time to think of all the things that you need to bring for them, you'll still forget something. Absolutely. So to have a bag that's like, I don't need to think about what's going in there, especially when I'm in an emergency and like my brain is in fight or flight mode and I'm literally just trying to escape with our lives. I'm not going to cognitively remember the things that I need to care for my animal. Right. Not going to happen. So yeah. yeah, having something that's just like, ready to go makes it easy. It's like I, in an emergency, my husband and I, we know where every, we're like, okay, we grab this box, that box, the dogs, and then we go like, these are the things we need. These are the valuables, the records we're out, we're done. It's over, yeah. you know? Um, so and better to have it, not need it than to mm-hmm. need it, not have it, not have it. Well, right. and the other, the other mind shift shift on this for me too, was <laughs> like, it's nice to have this warm, fuzzy feeling of community coming together. But if you have to rely on other people helping you, those other people are going to probably be helping out a lot of people at the same time. And you're not going to get that one-on-one attention. They're doing the absolute best that they can. And it's amazing that there's people out there doing that. But if you have to go into that fight or flight scenario, being able to take care of yourself is going to vastly outperform having to count on somebody else to do that for you. I think that's a great place. That's a great place to take a break. We're going to take a quick break. We're going to take a quick break. (laughs) 
go ahead and we're back because the you know the more self-sufficient you can be then that means that you're taking you know when you know as you're saying you're taking care of yourself but then you're also that frees up supplies for other people mm-hmm. so that, that don't have a plan that aren't prepared and i know we always talk about fires and we talk about floods and hurricanes and you know tornado situations but also if you think about it, you know this is a lot in the northeast but up in tahoe close to where we are you know there's the snow and if you if it dumps. And I remember the one time in Reno when it, it dumped and shut everything down and nobody could get out. And Power goes out. Yeah. weren't coming out around and, and you were stuck. And if you're out of food now, you know, if the, something happens to the water and the power or whatever, then so the pipes it, freeze. It, yeah, exactly. So it becomes a bug in situation instead of a bug out, but then you're always prepared in case something happens as well. So, so it's a good thing to have, all around. My daughter lives in tornado country and they have their uh, backpack down in their cellar so that if they have to grab the dogs and go down, they've already got the bag down there and they're ready to roll. Yeah. Here in California, we think a lot about earthquakes. Earthquakes, yeah. Earthquakes too. If you have it in your your safe place, that's... Are there some things that we're not thinking about? Like it's easy to think... I know one of the traps, like as the human prepper side of things, we think about like these big major events and and under consider, you know, minor things happening of, you know, just wanting to be able to stay home. I mean, just like civil unrest is a big thing, but sometimes just not having to go out at all seems small, but the, the convenience of it, of not, ha- not forcing yourself to be in a bad situation is, is just as powerful. Absolutely. Absolutely. Some of the things that we talk about too, all the time is to plan ahead <clears throat> to make sure your pets are ready to travel. You know, can they walk on a leash? Are they trained to walk on a leash? Can they ride in the car? Can you get them prepared to ride in the car? Teach them how to get in and out of the car. You know, um, teach them how to be crate trained because if you do have to get out and you do go to a shelter, nine times out of 10, I work with the Red Cross and, and send therapy dogs to, to shelters that are set up by the Red Cross. And nine times out of 10, you don't get to stay with your pet. Your pet is usually housed somewhere else and it's going to have to be in a crate. So it's really important to make sure your, your pet is comfortable in a crate. Um, cause it can be their safe space. So again, th- that those kind of things of training, um, and if they do have anxiety, make sure that you get maybe some extra pills from your vet that you can put in your go bag to help with that anxiety that your pet might have. So how long, do, super smart. How long do medical yeah. supplies typically last? That's a question I've never known the answer to. I, I, and I think it depends upon the, the, the medications. Mm-hmm. Um, you'd have to check with your vet on that and you, it's something you might have to rotate, but it's usually, um, a couple, it's usually a couple of years, but yeah, it's usually two or three years. It just depends. And they're, they're almost always very well marked. Sylvia, I actually have a question for you. Are you able to train? Yeah, believe it or not. Are you able to train? <laughs> I value. Are you able to train your animals to? Um, so like I, I'm right now, I'm thinking there was a um, we came when I was just little. We came across a car accident out in the middle of nowhere and the dog was scared and ran away. Is there a way that you can train your animals to run towards you when they're scared instead of away? Or is that just like a natural instinct? Just- I mean, that's a fight or flight response, but that's right. the exact conversation that we had with Lindsay Wilco from the Center for Pet Safety, which is this is the importance of vehicle restraints for dogs because in these emergency situations, in a car accident, more than likely your dog can survive the accident and flee the scene. And there's once your dog goes into that animalistic flight or flight 
fight or flight response. Like I think um, Michelle, you mentioned earlier, like you went to get a dog that had been hit by a car and it bit you. That's because they went into fight, you know, and if I'm terrified, I'm going to go into flight. So I think also a smart thing is, you know, if you know you're going to be in these emergency situations and you know you're going to be evacuating with your dog, like making sure you have some sort of restraint in your car or some sort of way to keep them safe in the event of an emergency. Like you might need to have the windows down. You don't want your dog to fly out of the car because you might not be able to get out of the car and go chase them. Like these are all things to also think about when you're talking about evacuation and emergency preparedness. And that's super easy to do, right? To have something in the car that that's automatic restraint. You just, or and it becomes habit even have a harness in your bag you know in mm-hmm. your go bag get something that you yeah, have an extra have an extra crash tested harness in the go bag and then you, you don't, don't think about where it is you don't want it to become a projectile if something mm-hmm. were to happen and yeah i'm getting ready to cr- drive cross country with all three of my dogs yeah so, uh, look at sleepy pod not to what? but they're great what yeah sleepy pod i'm writing this down sleepy pod mm-hmm. yeah I, I will because i've got to get three of them yeah so good Yes, actually crash tested. Okay. <laughs> no, because, you know, that's, that's super important. Yeah. It's a long drive. <laughs> yeah. Well, and I think like this might be a really great opportunity for us to discuss this idea of marketing spin, because as we all know, the pet industry is so unregulated, you know? So when you guys are picking out your products that are going in this go bag, look, what are you looking for in terms of like, when you're talking about shelf stable, like says who that's, you know, like, where are you getting your products? And talk to us a little bit about the homework that you're doing to ensure the safety of the products you're including in the bags. Sure. So I manage the supply chain and that's what I've done my whole life. I used, I used to be a farm store buyer. So oh, wow. <laughs> I used to buy pet supplies for farm stores. So everything we look for, we look for safety first for the pets. Um, we use like the Leather Brothers slip leads. So they're made locally here. Um, you know, we, the, the Mayday food and water is made locally as well. Um, it's, it's, um, it's an emergency ration. So it, it's, it's, tried, it's designed for the most pets. It's not um, high-end high you know, pet food. It's just designed for emergency ration. Um, and so there's not a lot out there right now with um, five-year shelf life. So we, we will always continue to look to better that. Um, also, let's see, what else do we have? The, the, um, the first aid kits that we have. We went through that. We talked to veterinarians. We talked to first responders. I mean, and we've talked to people who've been evacuated. And what did they need? What did they, you know, what were they looking for? Um, so we did a lot of research up front to find out what were the best products to put in. And then I obviously I went out to try to source them at the best price. Amazing. So, yeah. so what is like the average cost of just for our listeners? Like what is the average cost of like a single dog go bag? So the single dog go bag runs $79.99. And if you were to price everything out individually, you're going to spend over a hundred dollars. Oh yeah. So, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, and that's the bag is cute. Yeah. <laughs> carriers too. So that's, that's one thing is like, if you have a small dog or a cat, so you can, if you don't have a carrier or if you just want a really cool carrier, because our carrier actually can be a backpack. It has straps. So you can strap the, the little carrier on as a backpack or you can make it a crossbody strap, uh, duffel, duffel style. And it also has flaps on all of the sides because I know sometimes, especially cats, uh, get very anxious when they're in a carrier. And so if, 
if the carrier is completely closed in and they can't see all of the commotion going out, it sometimes makes them feel that they're in their little safe place. So you can either roll them up or you can keep them all closed just depending upon your animal. And then everything in the pack comes in a cinch bag so that you could just pull the cinch bag out, throw that over your shoulder, put your animal in the carrier and away you go. Uh, for people who already have carriers, we also provide just the cinch bag piece that you can put inside of your carrier. So there's lots of different options. And what Michelle gave you is kind of our average big dog kit, which is the most popular because uh, most people you have a big dogs about 50 pounds, you know, labs and stuff like that. So, um, but I also wanted to make sure that we know we've also got the stuff for the little dudes too. Awesome. Very cool. Cats. Yeah. And so can you Very customize cats. the bags according to size? Like, can I say, Hey, I've got a, I've got three dogs and one of them is a 12 pound, a 28 pound and a 52 pound dog. Can we, can you do it that way? Or would you buy multiple Absolutely. bags? We, we can customize it for you. Um, or, or you can buy multiple bags if you want. Um, we do a two dog, two big dog pack, um, as well. So in each pack is like, um, is it like a three day pack, a seven day pack? It's 72 hours enough, enough supplies to keep your pet safe for 72 hours. That's, that's our goal. That's the minimum requirement. So you can always add extra. And the, and the customization is that, that program we're launching on Sunday uh, that will- you, Yeah, Jason, you, don't you listen? Completely customized. <laughs> I can tell you our backpack usually will only hold enough supplies for two dogs, two big dogs. Mm -hmm. If you have two small dogs and one big dog, it would probably work. Um, but like I said, when you start adding in all the water, it's, the two dog pack is about 15 pounds, so it's pretty heavy. Um, so, okay, we're going to take a quick break, Jason, when we come back. <laughs> and we're back. Love Jason, it. thank you. you a no, I, I love getting beat up over the break. It's great. <laughs> I was just calling you out. I can't great morning keeping you honest so how many people do you guys think are like meet a certain level of preparedness versus like out of the people that you talk to how many people have always been doing something like this versus like i had never even thought about doing this yeah very few they yeah. did a study back in 2018 it came out in the um usa today that 91 percent of people are not prepared to evacuate with their pets that's staggering. And it's so funny because it's like wow. when we do shows and stuff and people see the bags, they go, I never thought about that, you know, or that's brilliant. What a great idea, you know? Yeah. And it's like, I never, I, and they might even have bags for themselves, but they have a, they haven't included their pets in those bags. Mm. So. I'll be honest. Like this is something that I'm very well aware of and something that I know I need to do and just haven't done yet. I think a lot of it too, is like the idea of, building my own bag has always felt a little overwhelming. So the fact that this is just a product I can purchase, Ready? which I will actually be purchasing at the end of the show. <laughs> like uh, this is not a joke. Um, it makes it so much more surmountable. If it's that makes convenient. sense. It's yeah. And yeah. I hate to say it, but like in a consumer culture, like I'm a consumer. Um, and for, you know, for me, the idea of like thinking of how to create, an emergency preparedness kit for my pets and any pets that might be in my care can feel a little overwhelming because I've never been in an emergency. I know I need one, but at the same time, I'm like, but what does that need? What do I put in there? Do you know? Um, 
what does that look like? I have, I drive around with a dog and human first aid kit in my car and I have a dog first aid kit in my home, but to think about how to package that in a way that's convenient and grabbable, it's overwhelming to me as, as like, as a dog mom. Well, we spent months doing the research, um, like I said, and talking to first responders and, and veterinarians and people who have had to evacuate. Um, I, I myself have had to evacuate several times. So. Wow. <laughs> when I was on vacation, I had to evacuate down in Mexico when one of the hurricanes came, hurricanes came through and I had my dog with me down there. So wow. I mean, we had to get on one of the big military vehicles. They had to take us down the beach because the roads were all flooded, you know? So it, that was, you know, only me. <laughs> So this is something so so this is something for you, Michelle, that is like it's very real. It's very visceral. I mean, I would just love to hear like just from a dog mom's perspective as someone who's been through an evacuation. Like if you could just share what that feels like in that moment, just to help us get an idea. Yeah. So so the last time I had to be back here, like I said, I was down in Mexico and and we were on kind of a peninsula that runs out there and um, the levee broker they opened the, they opened the floodgates on the um the colorado river and it flooded the estuary that came on the other side of that so there was no way off that peninsula um unless you went out by boat and of course we had four dogs down there because we we're running the dogs on the beach and stuff and there was just no way we were going to swim our dogs out to a boat to get them on a boat so there was about 160 people that were stranded out there on this peninsula and the power was they were shutting the power off because the power lines were floating it was pretty scary. And we're so, so we were just figuring how are we going to get out of here? And so the next morning they came to us and they said, look, the military is going to be here at one o'clock. You need to be on the beach down here with all of your stuff to get off the beach. And so they load us up. Well, the first time they came, they couldn't take us because the tide was up. So they had to come back. Um, but once we got out and they drove us down the beach about two miles to a hotel and they had a makeshift shelter for us. And then we had to sit in that makeshift shelter for hours until they could get buses to us to take us from there to town. And I'm telling you, we drove through flood water where there were ambulances at both ends in case the bus went off the road. So here I am with my dog sitting in this bus and I've got video of it. I'm just like, Oh my God. It's like, hopefully it doesn't, we don't float off this road. Um, luckily we made it out safe. We made it to town, but that it was just so scary. You know, and luckily I had my petty backpack with me and I had actually brought one for my friends for their dog. Cause I gave it to them as a gift. So we were, you know, we felt pretty good about that, that our dogs were going to be prepared. At least we had food and water for them and, and all the supplies that they needed at the first aid kit if they got into trouble. You know? so, so during this time, like while you're going through all of this, because at this point you're talking hours of time are going by. Like, absolutely. How much water were you provided with? Like food, sub, sub, anything like that? So it was when we did get down to the shelter at the hotel, they did have water for us, which was great. But that that's not always the case, yeah. you know, and so they didn't dog provide holes. us with any food at all. But we had our dog bowls, so we were prepared. So, and I actually shared one of my dog bowls with another guy that had his dog down there that came out and it had nothing, you know. So, um, I, I actually gave him one of my bowls when I was down there. So, um, it, it's just a scary thing. And then when I lived in California, and obviously the Feather River, the levees broke down there. Um, my neighbor had left their dog in the garage when they evacuated. And it was three days. They finally let me back in to go get the dog out of the garage. I just knew I was find that dog did, you know. And luckily, it had, was able to climb up on some lumber. Um, but when you think about it, the gasoline for their lawnmowers had had spilt. So the water was all contaminated in the garage. 
You know, the car was still in the garage. So the dog had no water for three days, no food. And I was able to grab that dog and get it out. And the only reason I, they let me go back in there is because it was one of my puppies originally that I had given to them. And it was like, I'm not leaving that dog in there. <laughs> I'm going back to get it. But that's the problem with this. It's like when people aren't prepared, they either stay behind with their animals because they're not prepared. And then they put first responders at, at, in danger Everest. to try to get in to save them. Or they leave without their pets and then they try to get back in before it's safe, you know? And so again, it's putting first responders at risk. So if you're prepared and you can get out safely with your pet, that's the ultimate scenario. I mean, they're called emergency seas for a reason, right? Like right. we don't know when they're going to happen. They might never happen, but when it does, it is an emergency. Yeah. But we all have three and a half feet of water though. It's our house. And when you think about it, everything you own is under three and a half feet, you know? Yeah. Yeah, their refrigerators had floated into the living room and into the into the bedrooms. There was a, a, a washer and dryer in the bedroom, and it was things had floated everywhere. You know, but you must you must have lived here in '97. I did. Yeah, I lived in California in '97. Yeah, we wow. just moved up here afterwards. Yeah. Now, uh, Michelle mentioned that Claudia um, is a, a Marine, a retired Marine, or or a former former Marine. former Marine. How is that? How has that influenced you on all of this? Like, I feel like we totally just glazed over that for the last 30 plus minutes. Like, <laughs> like, <laughs> like that slips out over the break and I'm like, whoa, 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 back up. <laughs> she's, she's shy. <laughs> well, I mean, talk about the ultimate, be prepared. You know, I mean, it, it's, it's, you learn how to pack everything in a little teeny tiny bag that, you know, you carry a lot of stuff that you need and you are always thinking ahead and you're very detail oriented and you're very disciplined. So that's an experience that all, you know, helped me prepare to be a small business owner. And, and, you know, we have a really nice warehouse, otherwise known as my garage. And it's, it's organized and I pack, we've packed orders out of that thing since we went live. And, you know, there's, there have been times when we've had up to 30 orders uh, at, at a time. And, and it's just a matter of, of buckling down and, and having the discipline and, and having the organizational skills to, to get it done. So I love that this is all very professional. Like this isn't um, just, this isn't just two dog moms that decided, Hey, what if something happened, putting things together, we have two dog moms that have been through experiences, both on the human prepared side, as well as experienced this in emergencies and then taking that information to create real world bags that will make an impact in people's lives. I think that is probably the most impressive part of all of this okay. for me. I think we recognize that there was a problem and we wanted to come up with a solution. Amazing. All right, Jason, we've come to the end. Are we done already? We're finished. <laughs> I know so fast, but I hate to subject both of you lovely ladies to this. We end our show in a very special way. If you've never listened to our podcast, Have you guys listened to the podcast before. I mean, at least the last uh, 30 seconds of the podcast is always the best part of the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Hmm. Dog dad joke All right, time. Jason, go for it. You know, I'm kind of excited just, about this one. He's very excited for his joke today. He's always very excited. Okay, you ready? Yes. Did you know that dogs can't operate MRI machines, but cats can? <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's a good one. Mm. Take it. That's good. Take it's it. Going with it. It's yeah. so good. <laughs> Okay. Ah. Everything that we talked about, 
uh, we'll have in the show notes. If I recall, did you guys have a promotion or something that you guys have coming up besides the, um, uh, the new customization of the bags? Uh, then we're headed to super zoo in three weeks, cool. which is exciting. Woo. Yeah. The largest pet trade show right out in Las Vegas. So we'll be awesome. down there. We're looking forward to seeing everybody again after this pandemic. It's, be nice. uh, it's going to be really nice to be out. Yeah. Very, very good. Yeah. Very cool. Well, thank you well, guys thank so much. You so much for coming on and educating all of us and sharing your stories. Um, we appreciate you helping all the, these pet parents through your firsthand experience. Oh, well, thank you so much for having us. Awesome. Thanks, guys. Come on. Tune back in. And thank everybody. We all want to thank, <laughs> thank everybody you, everyone. For, yeah, there you go for joining us on today's podcast and learning about pet feedback and really kind of opening our eyes of the impact it can make to be prepared for your pets um, one-on-one. I learned a ton. Sylvia? I learned a lot. Yeah. And then had fun on my swivel chair, which is why I'm being silly. But seriously, <laughs> um, I, I, this... I am actually going to be getting one of these. Um, I think that if you do not take, you know, if you have not taken the time to think of uh, putting something like this together for your pets, you might now. And I think that that's, then we did our job. Yay. Then it's so simple. I mean, that's, that's the great part. It's such a simple thing to start with. So, and we are going to provide links for everything in the comment section of the show, make sure you subscribe to both the um, like iTunes, Spotify, and check us out on YouTube. Subscribe over there as well, because uh, that's where we're going to find a lot of the links around the website. And watch me spin around in my swivel chair like a psychopath. Right, because that's the best part of the show. <laughs> ah, I seriously, I got a new chair. It's very fun, and I a new wallpaper I, and new wallpaper. Welcome to my office. YouTubers, this is my new office. Yay, I'm no longer stuffed into a corner of my living room. I have a whole room to do this in. All thanks to you. Great. Thanks, everyone. All right. Oh, if there's a topic, personality, or um, event that you want us to talk about, make sure to reach out. Let us know. So that's been going really well as well. So until next time, we'll talk to you then.